Uh, love this from Craig from Tenworth. Loz saying his strike rate with the multi was phenomenal. He's like saying the West Tigers' strike rate is phenomenal. That's uh, ouch. Better than 50%, Mitter. <clears throat> Tigers would take that. My strike rate was better than 50%. Tigers, they weren't anywhere near 50%. No, well... Better than 50%. Well, return on investment, yeah, okay, I should say. More strike. than 50%. But so not strike. doesn't rate. matter. <laughs> same, same, same. Very same. different. Well, when you're talking money-wise, you want return on your money. So you would have been in front. Geez, you're a dribbler daily. Mm. What's the old saying? You're only as good as your last game. Be better, says Brent from mm. Leon A. Oh, that's a fair comment. Look, I, I don't mind constructive criticism. I think it's good for everyone to hear it. Like, sitting behind the chair, you just don't want to get information drip-fed to you that is always positive, all right? Because that can lead you into a false sense of security. What you need is people to have the big ones, the big kahunas, and hit you between the eyes. Well, we get plenty of that on that text And it's constructive. And as long as it's said in the right way, Mm -hmm. we're all big men. We're all grown men. We all handle it. And I know we all handle it differently. Mm. And I know I handle more than what you blokes. Well, what, what about the Ken? times you've come you in pardon? here armed with stewards' <laughs> beg, reports beg your pardon. and then blaming the horse? <laughs> <laughs> That's preparation. That's preparation. It's not excuses. Well, it's, the, it's not well, an excuse. I, I would it's, say fact. It's, when it's fact. It's fact. When you roll in here with a scroll of yeah, stewards' but reports, fact. I would say that's excuses. It's not an excuse. That's what the steward said. Okay. Uh, I, someone... I can't do any more than provide the evidence. And the evidence if I'm bringing in steward reports, back me up. You try it to confirms bl- everything that I've said and believe. You tried to blame Pengilly for strong-arming you into Foxy Cleopatra. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to have Foxy to win. So it was his fault? Well, no. I'm man enough to sit here right now and put my hand up and say that I, I wasn't strong enough or man enough to say no. All right? So that's one of my weaknesses. Oh. The rubber arm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I could admit that too. Can you admit your weaknesses? Got too many. Don't even know where to start. You? Don't you me. It's <laughs> <laughs> about I'd, you. I admit mine every day. <laughs> Loud and proud. I can't hide from them. <laughs> Justin, uh, Justin Morgan, the Cowboys assistant, coming up shortly. And then Anthony Caceres from City FC in the next half an hour. Uh, but uh, Justin Morgan about to join us, of course, played for Para in the 90s, was a teammate of Loz at the Raiders in 2000. That was your last season, wasn't it, Loz, 2000? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And Just a long time ago now. And then a couple of seasons at the Warriors. That was his playing career, Justin Morgan. And most recently, he's been uh, around the Traps coaching for quite some time uh, over at Hull KR in the UK. And uh, most recently, he's been assistant at the Warriors, and we know how well they did last season. But in the well, heading into this season, he's joined Todd Payton's staff at North Queensland, and joining us now, Justin. A very good morning to you. How are you? Morning, guys. I'm pretty good, thanks. Appreciate your time. And heading into pre-season, what did the coaching staff identify as to why results went backwards at the Cowboys last season? Yeah, a couple of things. I think uh, you know you can sort of trace it all the way back to the World Cup and pre-season. A uh, number of players, I think, came back a little bit later and maybe not in the condition that uh, the coaches would have liked um, after a long World Cup. And then 
sort of chasing your tail. And we all know that, you know, you've got to have a good pre-season. It, it doesn't necessarily define your season, but it can certainly help you push you in the right direction or the wrong direction. And we saw with the cows last year, we um, we had a bit of a rally in the middle of the... They had a little bit of a rally in the middle of the season, but unfortunately, uh, the back end couldn't put it to bed. So uh, conditioning and, and, and I suppose, uh, making sure everybody's in physical good shape in the pre-season has been a high priority. And then... Obviously, changing a few things with our footy. I think Toddy's been keen to, to change our, our game model a little bit. He feels as though that last couple of years we've played very similar types of footy. So that's sort of been a, a bit of a change for us. And with a couple of new coaches, that's been uh, you know, a little bit easier because um, you know, bringing some new ideas and some, some, you know, some, some different ways to do things. And Justin, with that change of leadership as well, has that been difficult? Has that been an easy transition? How has, you know, the, the old leaders taken it and then the new leaders, how do they deal with those senior players in and around the group as well? Yeah, it's a great point, Clark. Yeah, I think, um, I think you can, it can be difficult or it could be easy, but yeah. I think a lot of it depends on, um, on the, on the leaders that were, that were previous in that position. And, and we can't, oh, I can't speak highly enough of Chad and, yeah, and Jace awesome. that, those two guys really took it on board when Toddy sat them down. And, and Loz knows Toddy well. You know, he's a pretty honest guy. You know, you know where you stand with him. And he was up front with those guys and said, look, he's looking for a change um, for a couple of different reasons. I think he kept those those reasons private between uh, the, the four guys that he was talking to. And Chatty and, and Jace have been outstanding. And Chatty's most probably had one of the strongest pre-seasons that he's had for a while physically. Um, he hasn't really missed a great deal of training. He's done all the sessions and uh, they've been there to support you know, Tommy did and and, uh, and Rudes as well. So uh, those guys are going to, you know, it's a new role for them. So they, they're going to need some guidance. And uh, and those other guys have certainly put their hand up to say, yeah, we're going to help you. So uh, it's been a nice smooth transition, which has been which has been nice. Great to talk to you, Morgs. Um, good to see you back in Australia, mate. Obviously, you were part of the Warriors there last year and they were terrific in, in what they were able to achieve. Now with the Cowboys, you spoke about maybe changing things up a little bit. What can we expect from the Cowboys? And is there much? Was there much difference when you first arrived to what the Warriors were doing to the Cowboys compared to the Cowboys? Um, yeah, Lars, the big, biggest difference is the heat. <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's, it may it's crazy up here. Last year, I'm doing preseason with beanies and spray jackets on up here. I'm, <laughs> I'm you know, got t-shirts and singlets on. So uh, yeah, there's been, there's been a few a few uh, different things. I think. You know, offensively, we, we really want to try and, um, you know, play a little bit less structured footy. I think, uh, you know, I think we've been quite structured and we've either we've either been, okay, you know, power down through the middle or, you know, super um, extravagant with moving the football. We want to yeah. try and find a nice, healthy little balance there. And I think, I think the game's changed a little bit that, you know, yeah, you can't really go into into games, you know, go into points and set up pieces and look for one shots because teams are so good at, at defending those types of plays now. I think, you know, the you have to look at momentum, you know, and trying to build momentum within a set and, and when that opportunity arises or you feel that you've got enough momentum, then you can sort of pull the trigger a little bit where, as I think, you know, in days gone by, a lot of teams that have sequence sets or structured sets and I think we've seen that change. Certainly that was something that mm-hmm. the Warriors... Um, we were doing last year, and, and when I arrived here this year, it was something that um, that Toddy and, and now James Maloney, who's come on board, um, certainly has spoken about. So we've tried to implement that a little bit. We've made a few little changes to to our defensive style and system as well um, to try and just uh, not get our outside backs isolated as much and, and try and be a little bit more patient. You know, I think uh, I think we're a fairly aggressive defensive team the last couple of years, but. 
um, you know, towards the back end of the year, unfortunately, we're getting sort of stripped of numbers on the edges. So we've looked to be a little bit more patient this year. Um, we've worked really hard on changing the way we move defensively. So, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty satisfied where we're, at, where we're at on that. But, you yeah. know, only the true test will happen when we play the other teams. Yeah, and you obviously you, you've got to have the players to be able to play that style of footy too. And, and one bloke that just springs to mind when you when you talk about the way you're going, going to play is your fullback, Scotty Drinkwater. I think that will suit him. Um, geez, he was terrific for you um, last year. And how's he looking? And I'm sure he's in for another big year. He's outstanding. Uh, I mean, I thought... Um thought a couple of years ago, you know, he was obviously a very, very good player, but I think what he's brought to his game now is a, is a level of discipline and I think, you know, he's, uh, he's really taken on board the role of a fullback defensively. He's been great in that regard. I've been super impressed with him um, this year. He's just so fast and balanced. He loves his footy. You know, he watches a heap of footy. I was only talking to him the other day and he goes, oh yeah, that was a game against so-and-so in uh, round 15 you know, when the Sharks played the Warriors or whatever. I'm going, yeah. how do you remember that? Man, I can't remember what I had for breakfast. Yet, so <laughs> I remember round 15 last year, you know. So, uh, mate, he's, he's been great. Um, Tommy Dearden's great, great as well, mate. He's a super little competitor. Um, loves his footy. Comes up, sits down, watches a lot of tape after, after footy and and Cohen Hess has been another one that's really impressed me. You know, he brings a real level of discipline to the middle of the field. You know, he's an old-style, rugged front rower, and he, and he communicates really well on the field. So um, those guys have been really impressive, and, and I think you're spot on there, Loz. I think if Scotty Drinkwater has a good season, we have a good season. Jake Clifford's return to the club after a stint over there in the UK. What, uh, how's he sort of reintegrated, and what are the expectations of him and potentially his role in the side? Yeah, Mido, it's a great, it's a great point, mate. He's um he's he's come back a more disciplined and mature player. I, obviously, I didn't coach him previously, but um, I know uh, watching him over the last couple of years, you know, he's really I suppose honed his his craft and and he plays arguably the hardest position on the field. You know, it's the one that cops the most amount of criticism. You know, if the team's not doing well and and he's also you know required to direct the team around the footy park. So. He's uh, he's come back with a level of maturity. He's super determined to make the team somewhere. You know, um, obviously only can pick two halfbacks. You think Tommy Tidden's got one spot nailed down? Chad Townsend, very experienced and, and has done a great job for the Cowboys since he's been up here. So he'll be he'll be looking to most probably nail down uh, the other halfback spot. Him and Chaddy will be working really hard against each other, no doubt. I'm um, not sure who's got their nose in front at the moment, but um, they'll both be get a crack in the trials. Um, He's been really good with his footy IQ as well. You know, it's, you'd expect it from most halfbacks, but you know, he, he comes to training, he brings some great ideas. Um, yeah, and whichever you know, whichever team he's playing in at training, you know, he's certainly trying to lead that team around the park. So it's nice to be in a position where we can have you know two or three good halfbacks. We've got Tom Duffy as well coming through the ranks. So. Um, you know, fairly fairly fortunate at this point in time that we've got a number of good number sixes and sevens. I tell you what, you have got Morks, you've got plenty of depth in the forwards and I love your back rowers and I don't know how you're going to choose your edge back rowers but it's 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 great to see a team when they have line a lot, like edge back rowers that can break the line and, and you guys seem to have a few of them. Oh, mate, you know, Luciano, we've got Cooley there, we've got, you know... Uh, you know, Healam that can play that plays in the back row there. You know, Rubes has played in the back row as well. So um, yeah, it's, we've got a, a luxury of riches at the moment in the back row, and they're all robust and powerful human beings. So you know, you see the halfbacks, their eyes light up when they've got those guys steaming into holes on the outside. So 
Um, they've got a really big role to play offensively, as you mentioned, but I think defensively, I suppose their role is, is super important these days, especially with the way teams defend, where they defend a back row on either side next to halfbacks. So um, they've been working really hard on their defence. You know, Healam's a great athletic human being, and uh, I think he was included this year in the Queensland Emerging State of Origin camp. So he would have got a huge amount of, I suppose, confidence out of that. Uh, so it's going to be super competitive, but as we know, um, you know we're going to need every single player. It's a long, hard season. Um, so yeah, they'll, they'll all get a crack. So hopefully, uh, Michael Luck and, uh, and and Toddy are going to nail them all down to long-term contracts very soon, which would be nice. Are you expecting teams to go ballistic with short restarts, considering the the change in the rules there, where they're, they're not penalised as such if they go wrong? Yeah, I hope so, because we've done a heap of practice on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's not to say that we're going to get it right, but I, th- I think there's a couple of things there. Obviously, the the penalty of not getting it right is obviously not as, mm. you know, is not as not going to be as um, difficult to handle, you know. Mm. So I think you're going to see teams really try and go for, for short ones. It might be the traditional short high one where you try and regain it back. It might be the hard one along the mm. ground. So... Uh, yeah, we, we've been doing a, a, a ton of practice on it, so hopefully our other teams are going to be doing it as well. So I think you're going to see it. I think it's good for the game. I, I think it's, uh, you know, I've had mates, you know, that you go and have a beer with and say, mate, why don't you most do more short kickoffs and more short dropouts, you know? And mm. you're trying to explain to them, say, mate, the the fact that you've got to get a penalty, you know, against you if you don't get it right, it can be, can be quite difficult for a period of time. But now that they've taken that away... Now, all the blokes down the pub are going to be over the moon. They're going to be tapping on the show. So I told you, I told you. Should have done Just on ago. that new rule, though, Bulls, it, it, it's only, what, a tap 10 metres infield. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, I, I thought they might have opened it up a bit more and, and gone to the middle of the field to give you an option. Yeah, that, that, would, have been, that would have been nice. You know? yeah. so, you know, so if you're the team that's trying to execute it, you try and bite off as much as you can. Yeah. You, know, you try and land in that last, you know, that last two by two square that's, that's close to the sideline. Yeah. And if you don't get it right, well, what do you do? You get your line set and you're ready to go and you're going to have to defend a set of six because you're going to have to defend a set of six anyway, whether you do the long drop out or, or not. So yeah. you might as well just defend on your trial line because, again, teams do so much work of goal line defence these days, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a section of training that you actually do a bucket load of work on um, that, you know, that, that you've been practising for years. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a, great little, uh, a great little addition to the game, I think. Well, mate, we really appreciate your time this morning and enjoy the season and the heat. Yeah. Yes, thanks, guys. No worries. It's a beautiful day here today, so it's only going to be 33 and 85% humidity or something like that, so nice and cool. Good yeah, on you, Morgs. See you, mate. Well, he's been in fine form for Sydney FC, got on the score sheet in the victory against the Mariners on the weekend, had an assist as well. Anthony Caceres is joining us. Anthony, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we going? Pre- yeah, really well, thanks. Appreciate your time. Firstly, let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. How's Paddy Wood going? <laughs> Surely you just got to take the mickey, don't you? Uh, just got to give it plenty. off. I knew that was coming. Yeah, we can laugh it off. You know, we're a few goals ahead. Um, I think Woody thought he'd just keep the game interesting. Um, yeah, because uh, we would have been 4 0 up within 30 minutes. So credit to him for that. Um, now, nah, look. I haven't seen him yet, to tell you the truth. I'm on my way to training now. And, he hasn't um, left the lounge room. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to keep a low profile, yeah. <laughs> so, Anthony, who's the one that sort of does the L? Everyone goes, oh, we won't say anyway, Tony. And someone goes, crack it open, Bugger boys. it, yeah. boys. I'm crack having a crack open. here. Who's, who's the one uh, player that does that? I reckon it has to be the skip, you know. <laughs> he'll, start, he'll start softly, yeah. 
Grassy, he'll start softly with his arm around him and then give him some stick um, and break the ice, which is good, you know, we just got to move on, really. Yeah, got to laugh. Mate, you guys, again, I seem, seem to say it every year with Sydney FC, you, you just seem to be coming good at the right time of the, of the year, but it's been, it's had its challenges, put it that way. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, obviously, the biggest challenge was a change of coach. Um, it took us a while to adapt to a new style, a new philosophy under Ufi. Uh, but I think we've really bought in um, and, you know, we're seeing the rewards when we do execute the plan properly, how effective it can be. So I think we uh, are improving every week and we've still got a lot of improvement left in us. Mm-hmm. Well, the opening 20 minutes the other night against the Maris, Mariners was sensational, but how do you keep that going for longer periods? Yeah, uh, you know, the style we're playing is demanding, so it doesn't let you uh, get complacent at any moment. We want to be the protagonist in each game, be aggressive and dictate terms. And to do that, we always need to start fast and be energetic. So, you know, our our style itself demands us to be on our game all the time. Uh, There's no room for complacency. Otherwise, the system is ineffective. Um, So that alone is a drive be behind our performances. Um, And obviously, you know, the results will help build momentum as well. Anthony, why do you think this, this season, the, the teams are so tight? You, you win this week, you, you're in the six, but you're, I think you're only five points away from second as well. Yeah. No, yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, that obviously gives you a lot of hope and, and drive to want to win um, because, like you said, a couple of wins can put you in a really good position. Uh, I think clubs this year have recruited quite well. Um you know, we've seen some good players come into the league and teams are better prepared. I think that's a testament to the growth of quality in the league. Um, but obviously, you know, we believe we have what it takes to, to keep going, keep climbing the ladder and finish in a good position. And your own contribution, Anthony, I mean, a goal and assist there on the weekend. Fair to say that Ufuk Talley's system complements your strengths? Yeah, it does. I think particularly in the role that he played me in the last game, um, which was an uh, inverted winger. Uh, lately, I've been playing as part of the front two, which is, um, you know, great. Um, but there's a lot of demand on initiating our press. Um, and I think, you know, that kind of restricts my my game uh, creatively. Whereas, you know, the position I played in, I'm kind of already in a position to receive the ball and look to drive forward immediately. Um you know, Wolfie's been great uh, for me personally. He's provoked uh, a lot of uh, thought in my game, ways that I can still develop even though I'm a senior playing the team. Uh, so I'm really enjoying myself. Yeah, Clarkie mentioned how tight the competition is. You take on Adelaide United at home this weekend and they're just behind you and every point is vital. So it's important that you beat the teams below you and just keep winning and building on that consistency you're starting to get. Yeah, no doubt. You know, every game's important. Um, given our slow start to the year as well, we we're kind of playing catch-up for a bit. So each game uh, is is more significant for us. Every point is valuable. Um, Adelaide obviously have some very dangerous players that we need to be uh, on our toes with. Um, but I think, you know, if we execute the game plan that we strive to execute, then uh, we should come away with the points. Really appreciate your time, Anthony. Go well against Adelaide. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Anthony Caceres there. That match is Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Paramount Plus, City FC, $1.68. Adelaide, $4. The draws, $4.25. Uh, just on the text line, the People's Publican at Queenbian says, I have the Raiders booked into my pub for dinner in a few weeks when they play the Raiders at Seaford Oval. 
Both them and the Raiders have organised some side memorabilia for a fundraiser that we're doing for a local lad who has a terminal illness. Credit to both organisations for not hesitating to help out. Much love. Uh, well, good, uh, well pointed out by the People's yeah. Public and good stuff. And, uh, you know, clubs and, and players do so much uh, that's uh, sort of never publicised. So we appreciate that, mate. Uh, by the way, we've got to give away a couple of passes for a night with the BSB Sunday night at Menangle. So you've got to state a case for a trotter tonight uh, at Menangle. Something that's probably not going to be a you know, $1.30 favourite, but uh, state a case and we'll give a couple of passes later in the show. Welcome back. Give us a call. 13.53.53 on the text line 0419-767-272. Uh, this Premier League game, Crystal Palace and Chelsea. Chelsea have equalised. So it is 1-1. We're in the 69th minute of that game this morning. The Phoenix Open yesterday. Uh, went to a playoff, and Canadian Nick Taylor ended up winning it after he and Charlie Hoffman finished at 21 under par for the tournament. Taylor, in fact, birdied 18 three times in a row in regulation to ensure he got to that playoff and then went birdie, birdie, and winning on the second playoff hole on 18 to ensure the triumph there over Charlie Hoffman. Loz's favourite player, Sam Burns, was tied for third with Scotty Scheffler, who just fell short of making it three wins in a row there at the Phoenix Open. So they finished three shots off the pace. Best of the Aussies, Adam Scott, tied for eighth, 13 under for the tournament, closed with a five under 66 there yesterday. We've got the third T20 international tonight between Australia and the West Indies in Perth. Uh, I see as well, Clark, are you looking forward to this test starting Thursday between India and England, the third test with the series level at one all? KL Rahul is set to miss for India. And Ravindra Jadeja's fitness is still up in the air after he suffered a hamstring injury. What did Rahul but, do? Oh, I thought thigh. He... I think it was a thigh. Oh, okay. I thought he might have been hammy. I saw him batting in the nets mm. the other day. But, yeah, they both those players missed the second test and India mm. still won. As Virat Kohli's now been ruled out for the entire series. Well, as well. that's the big story in this yeah. series. Yeah. Out for the whole, so won't play a test in no. the series. So yeah, it's well, I mean, what an opportunity, particularly this test again for England. Yeah, if they're without Rahul Kohli and maybe Jadeja, yep. they're three of their absolute top sevens every day of the week and as far as their batting. England concerned. have lost Jack Leach. Yes, he's out as he's well gone home. for the entire series. Yeah. So yeah, number of players missing, but yeah, great opportunity for England. And again, any team without Virat Kohli especially in India, um, is a massive loss for them. So the one that uh, I think is, is due for a big score is the ki- is the skipper. I think Rohit Sharma, uh, especially opening the batting over there, if you, you know, it's the best time to bat, particularly batting first. So I think if, if Rohit gets in here, he's going to have to go big and really set it up for India. Um, but great opportunity for England. I think it's been a really good series so far. Competitive, aggressive cricket from both teams. England have played spin bowling pretty well. Um, the other one that's interesting to keep, keep an eye on is Joe Root. How does mm. Joe Root go about his innings after the way he got out in the last Test match? I think he's probably one player that doesn't really need to change too much. I know the whole baseball effect is 
playing a part with everyone, but Joe's record's phenomenal in Test cricket. So if he just plays his natural game, I think that really helps England. But yeah, can't wait to uh, to watch that third Test. How about the apple hawk over here? He likes an apple. He, at this he may time. as well have just eaten the core. He got that much. close to you know the core and the seeds. I got blamed. I, I do have to say, Loz, mm. we eat apples differently. I use a knife. <laughs> yeah. You just hop in. Yeah. So we've got a different technique. I use my mouth. And I'm a big fan of a green apple where you don't mind. You like a red, probably over a green. Is that yep. a fair call? Yeah, that's fair call. So I got blamed the other day by somebody that came in and used our studio mm. while we weren't here uh, for one of your apple cores sitting right where it's sitting now. So I always take my apple out and I'll put it in the bin. Okay. Well, then there's a third so party that's sneaking in here and dropping apple cores while be. we are not here. Because I always put my... Mm. Rubbish in, in the, the bin. bin. Okay. Okay. Well, there'll be an investigation. Yeah, there's, mm. we've got enough cameras in. What, what about that camera that just stares at me the whole time? Mm. Can we check that? Which one? You you can't see it. It's behind the, your that TV screen you're looking at right now. Behind that screen mm-hmm. is another is another screen that is just a camera on me 24-7. So if I was to pick my nose, for example. Oh, yeah, I can see it now. It doesn't flick. Why is it's it quite annoying. There? I don't know. I'd like it to disappear. Mido, you're the... Studio Who's looking expert? at that camera? Why, why is that? Why is it even on? on? Why is it only on me? Zoom back a bit and get all three of us. No, well, it's only, it's not really used for the, well, because we're not on TV. It's not really purpose. So can you turn it off so I can't, no, nah, nah, we'll, we'll, we'll just keep looking at you. That's the first time to. I've noticed that. Oh, man, I hate I it. Because I can't see it from Every where day. I sit. Yeah. At I least hide the screen. Like, if you're going to set me up with a camera being on, that's fine. That's yeah. one thing. But hide the screen so I don't have to look at it. Funniest home video. What be. if I, like, scratch my leg or pick my nose, you know? Uh, that, that's it. That's or someone up point. in broadcast control is probably watching. Yeah, that's yeah. not Someone's okay. probably up there. I don't know. They might like you. Mm. Easy. They just might have the camera fixated on you and oh, we'll hello. see what you're doing. Whoever it is high up <laughs> there. So wave to them. Hope you're having a good day. day. Good morning. Uh, we're going to give out a couple of passes for a night with the BSP at Menangle Sunday night. Uh, boys, here's one for Menangle, tr- Menangle Trots tonight. Oh, sorry, Gary from Wadalba. It's this afternoon, not tonight. I mean, seriously. Gaz! Race morning, four, Gaz! Three. Race four, number three, ex-Philandering <laughs> chef, ex-Queensland horse, due for a win, should get a good double-digit price. Uh, the Orange Battler sending that one through. We've got uh, Sean on the line here as well. G'day, Sean. How are you? All right, guys, how you going? Not too bad, mate. What have you got for us? Mate, I've got a tip for you. It's not just one tip, mate. I'll give you the quaddy. How's that? Well, now we're talking. You can give us whatever you want. Go for it. Mate, I'll, I'll give you the quaddy. Uh, so it's race five, six, seven, and eight. Yep. Uh, so I'll go six, six, three, five, and seven. Are you going one out in each? One out in each, mate. Yeah, why not? And I think my the, the best bet, uh, there's two horses in the middle each. They're both... And they only had like a few starts. Like the first one they had like had only had one start. But the one the first day, the Tiger Army, it's a group three winner. It might be a decent price say, I don't know. Someone else text in on the nah, it was uh, text I, line, wasn't it? I think it was Sean who's managed to get on, on, oh, on the right, blower as well. Right. Yeah, someone texted in about mm. Tiger Army. Oh, okay, someone else. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Made it, no, I saw another quaddy as well. Uh, text in early. But thank you, Sean. You're in the mix, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, By the way, morning, boys. I'm a green apple man with a knife and must be peeled. Skin makes me vomit, says Shippo. I don't mind the skin, but yeah, I like like to cut my apple. 
not in cues, but like cut it to eat it. Cut a piece off, eat yeah, it. Cut no, a piece off, eat it. Too I much like work. That. Just throw it in the mouth. God. Phil, get We're allowed to be. We're different, aren't we? Well, we're not all the same. That's exactly we're, right. We're throwing it in the mouth as well because I've got into the. <laughs> use the knife. I, I use yeah. a knife at home. I'm I'm fine yeah. either colour apple skin on skin off. Don't I'm not fussy right. with that. Well, I just well, like a well, knife. Well, whatever happened to just grab an apple and eat it? Well, I do in the car. Oh, don't be angry. Don't be offended. Oh, you blokes. Don't be offended, <laughs> mate. Home and I might want to put Different a bit of mango. Generations. In it. I like oh, I like a knife dear, in my hand. Right. What can I say? Yeah. Just grab an apple and tuck into it. I don't know. Something about mate, watching heavy, you know uh, House what? of Cards and, says, and Frank Underwood, the way uh, he does it in the kitchen. Anyway. Says, mate, the cleanest mandarin eater I've ever seen in my life. Takes an hour to peel the thing. Stink the whole studio out. Mate, just rip it off and eat it. Nothing Picking one little mandarin. piece at a time. <laughs> Do you Get eat it. the seeds actually in that mandarin? I've never seen you spit the seeds out. I'll put it in my mouth and throw it in my hands. Uh, spit okay. it in my hands, the seeds. Okay. Anyway, we won't go into the joke. G'day, Phil. How are you? I just see Laurie Ted spinning like those bloody clowns and he's putting, his, putting the apple in there. But anyway. Phil, if you, how do you eat your apple? <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> With his teeth in. Yeah, uh, I had one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that always helps. Yeah. Oh, I cut one up last night, but sometimes I just go round the, yeah. round the side. I was in I was in Spain, and my mate picked me up from the airport, and we we're going to his place, and he, he had an, bought an apple out for me, and I ate a, I ate the whole thin core and all. He said, "Where's the core?" And I said, "It's in my guts." <laughs> <laughs> oh. I've got a I've got a question. Oh, that. That fella your mate was that that was on the assistant coach there. I don't know what he's complaining about. I woke up through the night last night. Like you know, I'm up in Townsville. Yeah. I woke up last night. It was that cold. It was like 24 degrees. Oh, you're a local now. Oh, mate, a local <laughs> yokel. But I'm not that local that I'm supporting the Cowboys. Still a sharky. Oh, gotta love the sharks. Uh, do they play up there this year? Yeah, yeah, they're they're up later in the year. Yep. I'm, yeah, but I'll be da- I'll be down there for, for the lunch, of course. But um, love my lunch down there. Um, see, I wanted to know about Adam Fenua Blake and Hamuel Hamuel Hamuelli. Oh, Brent Braden Hamuelli. Yep. Yeah, because there, there was talk that um that Fenua Blake's come, well Fenua Blake is coming to the Sharks, but also they, they reckon the Warriors have put put the fields out for Ueli. Do you think there's any chance that might happen earlier, so they can before before the um, next season? Uh, no, no, because I think both parties would have to agree, mm. and I think the shark, uh, the warriors, pretty I, steadfast. Yeah, I don't, there. I don't think they'd be allowing Fenua Blake to go this year. I, I, I think the sharks, if they could get the uh, get the swap done, if if it, in fact. He's going there. I think. I think they'd want it to happen, uh, but I don't know whether the Warriors would be that interested in them because I think if they lose Fenua Blake this year, uh, I don't think they're a chance of winning a competition. You wouldn't take that out of your team, would you? You wouldn't give someone away. That no, was gonna, no. Gonna help you win the not comp. not not no, when you not yeah. when you think you can win the comp. And they yeah, they, yeah, they played well last year, didn't they? You know the Warriors. Yeah, and if you were a Tigers man, you'd. you'd do whatever you had to, wouldn't you? Because I mean, like you know, I was just listening to Clarky saying he was walking around, 
blokes walking around with a knife. Well, you know he's from the West. <laughs> oh, better, than, better than a gun, buddy. Oh, you can't say that, <laughs> Phil. Better than a gun. <laughs> Phil, look after yourself, mate. Yeah. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Leave us the Westies lunch. alone. Uh, oh, what about this one? Boys, I went to Coles the other day, saw a yellow watermelon. Bought it. It's better than the red ones. Ever seen a yellow what? watermelon? Tom from Tamworth. No, never seen a, a yellow, yellow watermelon. watermelon. Green, I've seen. No, I've never, never seen, seen a yellow, a yellow watermelon. watermelon. Wheels, morning. How are you? Good morning, boys. Yeah, just uh, as per text, read the Benangle tip. Ah, yes. Uh, race four, number one, Solero. Look, she's a nice little mare. She's been a victim of some poor draws uh, previous to going down to Menangle, where they've just taken her off the arm and let her chase home. But, uh, look, as a rule, usually horses have to go down there three or four times to learn how to race on the, the big circuit. But, look, she's drawn the, the gun gate today. She'll be a bit closer. Oh, tails. Well, wheels, you, your case the was wheels just have going... The wheels off. <laughs> <laughs> your case was going superbly, but unfortunately the vagaries of your phone... And reception. Have, we, have another crack. Have we got you? Ah, oh dear. I'll tell you well, what, he was, off. He, was, he was the hot favourite too. To he claim was the, the hot favourite. He sounded to like he knew what was going on. He, he, he said it with conviction, which yeah. is something you're yeah. always... Yeah. Well, it's the Dave Stanley strength, isn't it, when he gives you a tip? Oh, loss. just, yep. Just talk as though you know everything about it. Yeah. And wheels, I think he, I think he is... I think he is a driver. There you go. Well, Wheels wins. We'll say it now. Well, you, hang on. Isn't this your competition? Who's who's oh, judging no. the prize? Not my competition. Okay, right. Well, Wheels has won the double pass uh, for Saturday night as Loz just finds a yellow watermelon never on his screen. Never seen it before. There you go. Yeah, never seen it. I don't. You don't get those at Woolies. Not my Woolies anyway. I don't know whether I'll be rushing out to buy the yellow one. And it tastes better, they reckon. wonder why. Yeah, well, according to Tom from Tamworth. Okay. Mm. Uh, don't knock it till you try it daily. No. Do you eat the seeds in the watermelon? No, spit them out. Okay. Do you eat the seeds in anything? Uh, uh, seeds in anything. Watermelon, I do. No. Yeah, Who eats seeds in watermelon? Yeah, it's absolutely fine. If you chop up watermelon, yeah, it's just ask really? Just ask yeah, no issue. Kiwi fruit, eat the skin. Oh, no. Yeah, and a kiwi fruit. Yeah, not a problem. Oh, Jeez. no, I don't, I don't eat the skin. Yeah. Prawn, eat the head? No. Tail? No, no. Ever? No. Nah. Cooked? Don't yeah, eat the head? yeah, probably cooked with a bit Tebanyaki. of... Tebanyaki? you can eat the prawn's head. Oh, any time you can eat the prawn head. Yeah, but as long as it's cooked in that way, I will. But if you were just at home eating a prawn... You'd leave the head alone. Oh, I'd take the head off, but I'm not mm. eating it. No. Mm. Apparently, a ye- yellow watermelon's called a champagne melon. Okay. Delicious, but rarely available. Uh, and we've had a couple of texts on this from Aaron and Boko. There you go. There you go. A champagne mm. melon. I like it. Tell you what I'm looking forward to this week, fellas. UFC 298 in Anaheim. Alex Volkanovsky puts his featherweight title on the line. Is that this weekend? This weekend, pup. Jeez, against I, Ilya I thought it was Topuria a couple weeks away. Okay. Of Georgia. Sunday? It is Sunday. Midday. Our time. Uh, well, you know, that sort of afternoon yeah. bracket. So I like it. I'm Topuria in. Topuria is 14-0. and 0. 
And what about this? On his social media, his profile, he already says UFC world champion undefeated, 15-0. and 0. Mm. So, so Volk is coming mate. down. Volk is oh, back well, to his weight. Well, back to his own weight. Where he's the king of the jungle, mate. He's got an 11-fight yeah. win streak in the featherweight division. He's 35 yeah. now, but the, oh, I have noticed in the betting, this market has tightened up. Uh, Tapuria was, I think, two dollars ten the other day. He's into a dollar ninety-five, whereas Volk's been a dollar seventy back out to a dollar eighty-five. So this is a very tight market. Uh, tells you, well, yeah. I mean, I guess at age thirty-five now, coming off going up, obviously to try and uh, hold belts in two divisions. Maybe some people think there's vulnerability now there with Volk, but will be uh, in his corner for nah, sure for like this it. fight on Sunday. So like UFC it. 298, that's in Anaheim, California. And also on the main card, Rob Whitaker has a middleweight bout against Brazilian Paulo Costa as well. Whitaker's $1.48, Costa $2.65 with Tab for that one. So looking forward to that. Steve Hewlett's coming up on Radio Tab. Morning, Steve. Good morning, guys. How are you? Very well. What have we got this morning? I was just watching a trial in Brisbane. We'll tell our listeners about the result. They're about to jump, but Antino is one of our most ah, exciting horses. Yes. He, he resumes in the Liverpool City Cup, third up the Doncaster, and Common James runs first up in the Galaxy. They're about to go around at a trial. David Fowler's calling, so we'll have news on that for you uh, in a matter of moments. Uh, also, Joe Pry, there's so much ground to cover with Private Eye and, uh, you know, uh, think about it. Cole Crusher, the Sister of Wink trial yesterday, the list goes on and on, so he'll be with us. I reckon there's an Aussie jockey that hasn't had many opportunities in Hong Kong that made a statement at the meeting there yesterday. I'm going to tell our listeners about that. Graham Richardson trained a Group 1 winner in New Zealand. Bonnie Lass, uh, Ken Kelso, Legato. And also, he Ken produced a youngster last week. I think I mentioned to you guys, Alabama Lass and debut. Almost, well, basically just outside of track record on debut. So he will join me. And by the way, on Grishetti, guys, a bit of news. That horse has gone for a spell. But we've got heaps of ground. And Uncommon James leads by about a length and a half at this stage in this trial. I'll talk to you later. Okay, great stuff, Steve. Thank you. Antino, by the way, currently a $15 chance with Tab in that Doncaster market. Uh, and uh, interesting with Joe Pride, and Steve said he's going to speak to him, that I saw in uh, Ray Thomas's article in The Telegraph that you know, didn't even rule out the Queen Elizabeth this preparation. I mean, that'd be some achievement if think about it. One and Everest in the spring ended up running in a Queen Elizabeth over two thousand in the autumn, but uh, certainly a versatile galloper and a sensational horse. So, looking forward to seeing him come back after trialing really nicely yesterday at Warwick Farm behind Don Corleone. Uh, Dave Stanley ahead of the country championships starting this week is, I believe, in the Northern Rivers of New South Wales. G'day, Dave. How are you? Yeah, morning, Meadow. Morning, uh, Loz, Pup. Great to be in beautiful Lismore. You're 100% right, Meadow. Uh, country champs, uh, the particular finals of each district. So, obviously, we've got all different districts across New South Wales. Uh, the f- one we're going to focus on here is the Northern District, and their final is at Lismore on the weekend. They've also got Albury Racing as well this weekend, but our first cab off the rank will be Lismore. It's the first time they've hosted their district finals, so the first time the country champs have been here in Lismore. Last time I was here was in August, gents, and that was the Kosciuszko Tour. I was in downtown Lismore at the Metropole. We spoke a lot about the, the flooding in this area. Now, it's been a couple of years since that particular natural disaster. I'm in the members area of the Lismore Turf Club. Now, for those listeners that have been to the turf club, we are a long way up off the track here, and the water 
was up past the bar area where I'm sitting. So about waist height. So we're talking how high, Mark? We're talking 14.5, 14.6 metres of water. So have a look at that roof you've got in the studio there, boys. I don't know how high that roof would be where you are, but then imagine 14 metres up. It's a long, long way. So they were knocked pretty badly around here. Today on the show, I'm going to chat with, first off, uh, the mayor uh, of Lismore, uh, Steve Craig, who is involved in the racing game. He's got a few ponies. He's got a good horse, actually, boys, with uh, the Mick Kent, Mick Price um, team. We'll talk about it. I think it's jumping out today, so we might be able to get a bit of inside mail there from the mayor about his horse. But he's going to talk about uh, what this town's obviously been through, the races here on Saturday, the big crowd expected. We're going to chat with the president, uh, Mark Oaten, who's a, well, a prolific business owner here in the Northern Rivers. So we'll chat with Mark. Also joining us, the CEO, Scott Jones. Uh, Dan Bowen, Matt Dunn, our two trainers, and David McComb. So actually our three trainers who have all got horses nom for the weekend, boys. So... That's our first stop, and then later this week we'll be in Albury. Beautiful Lismore, all up Albury, and uh, you'll be doing the rounds big time, Dave, won't you? Yeah, so we'll go to every single town that obviously has a a, a country champs. We'll be there during the week. So, And it's a little bit different, these shows, fellas, than, say, the Kosciuszko. With the Kosciuszko, obviously, we're, you know, going to different venues, encouraging people to go and, you know, buy their tickets. When we come to these country champs, it's more about, these clubs getting to showcase, you know, all the local businesses that support them, uh, all the people that come and do all the work for for, for nothing, just helping out because they love their racing. So it's a – they're good fun shows to do. Uh, really appreciate it in the area that we come and we do them. So I'm, I'm looking forward to today and going to try and find a winner. It's a big week, actually, boys. I'm going to go Lismore, uh, then to Albury, and then on the weekend I'm out to Young to do the uh, – the shenanigans. So, got some travelling to seeing do. Seeing plenty, seeing plenty of New South Wales. Loz, you uh, would have been to Lismore a few times, Loz, in your in your time, sure. Uh, yeah, hadn't I? Haven't spent a lot of time up there, but I've certainly been to to Lismore and up that uh, way. Is that where Gilly's from? Like an Adam Gilchrist's yeah, Lismore boy. Yeah, might be right. Yeah. Mm. No, he's from there. Gilly grew up there, I reckon. Oh, he grew up in Lismore. Well, he actually grew up I'll in Lismore too. He was there for a couple of years. Oh, you're going to claim him as well. Did, eh? did Adam Gilchrist grow up in Lismore? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got the mayor here, boys. Yeah. Stephen yeah. Craig, you can say hello. You're with uh, Meadow. Because Gilly's old man was a teacher. Was he? Yeah, teacher. Stan. G'day, yeah, boys. Stan, yeah. yeah. No, we were in Juni for a couple of years. They were, and then they saw the light and moved to God's <laughs> country up here in Lismore. And uh, Stan's a good mate of mine, and, yeah. and his wife, June. And uh, actually. Gilly and I are scheming a bit of a Legends of Cricket game here in Lismore in August. Uh, we did it last year in in March and had the likes of Ponting and uh, Stewie Clark and Kasparovic and Bickle and a few current players. Steve O'Keefe came and Dan Christian and, oh, and Chris Lynn. And it was such a big success yeah. that we're, we're scheming to do it again in August. Oh, Michael year. Clark, and can you get him Clark? Michael up? Clark does not play anymore, buddy. He's coach, long can't, can he coach him? Coach him. <laughs> yeah, he can coach. He can't play, though. His back does not play. No good. It's no retired good. for a reason. I can no. manage. I can throw a party up there for mm. you, though. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, that goes all right, Pat Cohen. Don't sell yourself short. It still goes all right. Just can't play cricket. Doesn't well, bat bowl field, put it that way. <laughs> let's be honest. The legends of cricket, it's more about the drinking than the. Yeah, plan, very true. So, yeah. you know, 
See, that, that just sets the tone. There's the mayor of the town. Anyone listening that wants to get to Lismore, there's the mayor of the town setting the tone, and that's what we like. Actually, what about this, boys? I've walked in this morning, you know, setting it all up, ready to roll. And Steve goes, oh, yeah, I had CNN here yesterday. There I am. I've rocked up from Sky Sports Radio, and he goes, he's at CNN. Don't expect CNN today. What's well, CNN doing there? <laughs> Oh, got the best looking mayor in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, while we've quickly got your your horse, just tell Loz because he loves a tip. You've got a good horse with the Kent Junior Stable. Jump out today, 9.15 at Colac, Colliano. uh, Second prep, it's a three-year-old gelding. And, uh, you know, expecting big things like every bloody mug horse (laughs) owner in the country. We're bound to win in the city. But... um, Anyway, yeah, Loz is complaining about running second in a Saturday group race. Yeah, you just know. in a group race. It was actually a good run because they walked in front, Loz, so it was a good run. Yeah, real good run. It doesn't make me feel any better, does no. it? Hey, Tommy was pitching up for the ride this morning too. <laughs> They'll all be, mate, because uh, is she going to come to Sydney? Uh, I'm unsure of the plan. Send a text to T Bus, Doncaster. Doncaster? Yep. Doncaster, get him with nothing nah. on her back. She'd get him with nothing on her back, and they'd run Doncaster at a good tempo, and I reckon she'd love Randwick. Well, there you go. We were talking about you this morning, how you can sell a dream. <laughs> you just sold another. <laughs> there you go. See you, boys. See you, See you, you there, mate.